Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. This is Out of Bounds. Coming up, Christian Lucero, Julio Sanchez. Two of the three will be in studio today as they will be without their co-host, Jillian Carroll. They're here for an hour. They'll be here from three to four. Then that will lead up to K-State pregame. By the way, Chase Young is having himself a game. In fact, we just talked about LeBron James, and LeBron James is tweeting at Chase Young, which is... Highly important in the social media spectrum because LeBron James is a uh, very devout. He has 44 million followers. I have 968. You're getting there. I'll never get there. Maybe someday. 44 million followers. Oh, man. Um, NFL slate this weekend. No Chiefs. Jets in Oakland at noon. That's the game you'll probably be paying the most attention to as a Chiefs fan just because that's your next opponent. That's the team that's knocking on your door in the AFC West. That's the team that everybody uh, doesn't like, obviously. Um, The thing about this, and moving forward with the AFC West, is that the Chiefs should and probably will win the AFC West. The Chiefs should and probably will lock down the number three seed. That's my opinion. I just don't see Houston and the Colts somehow surpassing the Chiefs, even though both have a tiebreaker over the team. I think the Chiefs will have the ultimate tiebreaker, which is one more win in the win column than those two teams. That AFC South is very close also, just like record-wise and everything. So you can see a couple upsets, and you can see a lot of teams beating each other down the stretch. I think that's why you would think that the Chiefs would be the three seed playing the six seed in the playoffs. And Tennessee, like, which is crazy, because the Chiefs went one and three against teams in the AFC South this year. Like, they lost to Tennessee, they lost to Houston, and they lost to the Colts, but they beat the Jags. Mm. Whatever. Which is great. I, I, it's just what's weird about football. But what's different about football is that this year, the narrative for the Chiefs was Super Bowl or bust, correct? Like, that's what everybody right, said? Right, right. And I think that that's a fair assumption to make, especially this year, because it is tough. But when you look at everything preseason, and you look at how it looks, and you look at the number one offense that has... Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. A decent offensive line, not a great offensive line, but a good enough offensive line. And you just worry to yourself about the defense. And you think about it in that regard, and everybody looks at it like, okay, well, yeah, injury-free. Other surprises don't happen. Yeah, the Chiefs should be in the Super Bowl representing the AFC as long as they can beat New England. Beating New England now is no longer the issue. The issue now is trying to beat the Baltimore Ravens, if you can get there, possibly in the AFC Championship game, for the third time in just over a year. And if you think about it, in the last time, last two times you played the Baltimore Ravens, you played them in Arrowhead against Lamar Jackson, which the last time you played Lamar Jackson, he was already starting to be more developed, and you only won by three, and it was your home opener, so you had a little bit of juice behind that. When you played Lamar Jackson the previous time 
It took a miraculous fourth and nine play from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill to get that play to move forward. It also took a no-look pass um, and some other good plays by the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. Both games, very, very slim margin of for error there and just very narrow victories. Yeah, and very similar games. Yes. Like, no one really had the upper hand the entire game. It could have gone either way. Yet both games were played at Arrowhead. Now, if I could put the playoff picture together, I would say that New England's probably going to be the two seed. Chiefs are probably going to be the three seed. The winner of the South is going to be the four seed, which means that the winner of the South is probably going to play the Buffalo Bills, who will be the second best team out of the NFC or the AFC East, because I don't think the Browns or the Steelers will hold on. I think the Steelers are just too beat up. I mean, they're without Juju this week. They're without Connor this week. They still have Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, who just got his ass beat by his own helmet. I know that's a sensitive subject for some, but that's just the facts. I think the Raiders will come out of the AFC West and they'll be a sixth seed. I know Buffalo still has to play New England, but for some reason, Buffalo seems to always play New England pretty close. And the last time they played New England, it was really close. In fact, I think the game was like 19 to 10 or something like that, or like 9 to 6. It was like, nine, I'm pretty sure it was like 19 to 10. No, it was 16 to 10. Buffalo barely lost. And I think Buffalo's your six, or your, I think the Raiders are your six, or the Colts are your six. I think Buffalo's your five. Houston or Indianapolis is your four. Chiefs are your three. Patriots are your two. Baltimore is your one. That's not what it is right now, but that's what I think will eventually be. I feel like the writing's on the wall to complete that. Which means that if it is Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs, which I think they can still get to the Super Bowl because who they have at quarterback and what they have at head coach and the offense that they carry. I think the defense is the biggest question, but the defense isn't as terrible as everyone thinks it is. I think that when the Chiefs get into the playoffs, they're going to have to go to New England and beat the New England Patriots in Gillette in the divisional series which is tough, then if you can do that, you would then be playing the Patriots for the fourth time in just over a year. You played them twice last year. You'd play them twice this year. Whether that's an advantage for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I don't know because Patrick Mahomes apparently has a photographic memory. Andy Reid, once he's got some... Logic behind things, seems to be able to make adjustments. Bill Belichick is the complete different opposite. He's always prepared. He doesn't need to make adjustments. He just has a game plan that works because he knows how to beat you, which is interesting that you would get that matchup in the divisional round. Let's not forget that the NFC is so much better than the AFC, but the matchups in the AFC seem a little bit more intriguing. And I'm not speaking from bias. I'm just saying you have Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady in the second round of the playoffs in the AFC at Gillette. Moving forward, you beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in Gillette in the second round, in the divisional round of the playoffs. Then, you got to go to Baltimore. Just outside the Bay. B-Town. What's up? Mark Ingram. Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown. A defense that has completely revamped itself because they've added who? Earl Thomas. And, and Marcus, Marcus Peters. Peters. Marcus Peters has the same amount of touchdowns as Sammy Watkins. The thing about this is like any other sports narrative. 
it is super tough to beat a team three times in a year. Now, granted, if you play the Oakland Raiders in the first round, you'd have to beat them a third time. That's not up there in the echelon of teams that's tough to beat three times. Think about it when it's the Kansas Jayhawks, right? And it seems that almost every year in college basketball, the Jayhawks have to play a team in the Big 12 tournament in the final round that they've already beat twice. Or Carolina and Duke, it's the same thing. Maybe Carolina won at North Carolina, and they won at Duke, and now they got to play for the ACC championship in March to see who gets the number one seed, and it's always the same thing. Well, it's tough to win three times against one team. Everyone says it. It's not an an original take by me or you, Nick. But who'd have thought that going forward, and who'd have thought at the beginning of the year that the AFC was going to be going through Baltimore, Maryland? Now, everybody at the beginning of the year thought that the Chiefs were just going to run through the AFC get home field advantage again. We'd have another AFC championship game at Arrowhead, most likely with the Patriots. Right. And injuries kind of got in the way, and the season definitely hasn't panned out the way that a lot of Chiefs fans thought it would. But regardless, it's going to be a very exciting postseason. I mean, if it plays out how you're putting it, Dusty, then we're looking at the MVP frontrunner hosting last year's MVP in a battle of two young quarterbacks and two teams that have gotten a little chippy and had some battles here in the last two years. That's right. And not only that, but you get to add some flames to the fire. You get the Chiefs playing against the Baltimore Ravens, and you get the Chiefs going up against Mark Speeders. Mm -hmm. Who was almost going to be a Chief? Earl Thomas. What do they want to do? Put Mahomes on blast. What does Mahomes want to do? Flex his right arm and just say, hey, come get me. You come with the king, you best not miss. Shout out Omar Little. R.I.P. The Wire. But the thing about this is, is that it's just interesting how the NFL works. The NFL works in weird ways. The NFL is, again, a league of every week is different. A game of inches. Whatever cliches you want to do. But it would appear now that if the Chiefs are still Super Bowl or bust, which they can be, with that offense, with that quarterback, with that head coach, with the adjustments that they've made on defense, and the defense seems like it's trending in a better direction than it was in the first four weeks, it looks like you're going to go to New England a week earlier and you're going to go to Baltimore a week later, and it looks like the toughest matchup is going to be the AFC Championship game against Baltimore, not the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. And when you talk about the playoffs, it's not about how good you are, but who's all on that roster, and that is something that is vitally important. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Just a reminder, it's 2.16 in the afternoon. At the end of the show, we're going to do... We're, we're almost done, right? Yeah, it's flown by. Like, my God. We'll talk to you guys again in a month and a half. What's going on with your Hawks? So, Jayhawks had the lead. Uh-huh. Iowa State just went down, uh-huh. scored a touchdown. There's still 5-10 remaining. Okay. And the Hawks trail by three. Five the ball back. Five ten remaining. Mm-hmm. You're listening to six ten. There's five ten left in that game. K State will follow up at five o'clock uh, or four o'clock. Hitting the air as a pregame show. Uh, they'll play at six tonight. Um, I'll never understand how why people get angry at uniforms. But there was a lot of K State fans mad at last week's uniforms because they had like the old school helmets that had like the like cursive writing and cats. Uh, on their helmet instead of the instead of the Wildcat uh, logo. 
It's like when like I I will say this. I don't like when KU basketball wears the all gray jerseys. I hate. You those. don't like those. I don't like those. They look like pajamas. I definitely don't hate them. KU football throws out a lot of weird combos. Football in general throws out weird uniforms. Yeah. Like in just in general, like uh, the color rush. Some hit, some don't. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know what I wish that you know what I think the perfect Chiefs jersey would be, if they wore like red tops, red pants, and red socks with like yellow cleats. Mm. I think that would look clean. Yellow cleats and some yellow gloves, like Travis Kelsey rocks. He always changes them at halftime. Have you noticed mm. that? I used yeah. to tweet that out all the time, and then he stopped changing them for like one game. But yeah, he always changes his glove. I asked a guy that played a uh, receiver in high school. He was an all-state receiver. I asked him, I said, why would he do that? Like, why would he change gloves out? And like, there's so much like stick on those gloves that like it does wear off. And like, you just want like the ultimate plus like I've been in locker rooms and like the amount of like, <laughs> like clothes and stuff they get is just like, oh my. God, like when the Royals will play like a weekend series, they'll just have like a pile of socks that they can choose from. It's interesting. Uh, but coming up at the end of the show today, we'll do a segment called What You Watching? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I got a bye week this week. Um, it's a segment a friend of mine used to do on this radio station that I want to bring back for today. Um, and uh, I'm just interested because it's a bye week. I'm kind of stuck between a couple shows. I'm all in on Peaky Blinders right now. Uh, you listen here, Thomas Shelby. You're gonna do exactly what I tell you to do. Exactly how they talk on that show, and it's amazing. And like, I find myself talking to myself yeah, in was, my apartment. I was just gonna say, I feel like that's gonna make me go around just talking, oh, yeah. talking in that accent. Like you all work the time. in the service industry, like I do, and sometimes I'll like just go drop off food to a random table to see if they catch it. Like, there's your ribs and your side of beans. Is there anything else I can get for you? Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so funny. Like, where's where's that guy from? Uh, when you come back and you're like, still doing all right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Extra deep voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Just start dropping off. Just like start taking orders the way like Patrick Mahomes talks. Hey, you guys, I want some uh, corn and, and beans. That's a terrible Patrick Mahomes that was impersonation. So bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, no, it's fun. Peaky Blinders. I'm also watching Watchmen, which for some reason they just love to show Dr. Manhattan's uh, member all the time. Huge. Um, and then I'm also watching just, like, random shows on Hulu. So, like, what you watching? Let us know on the Protein House E with a Purpose text line 69306. Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, I don't know. Um, whatever you're watching, let us know on, on the Protein House E with a Purpose text line. You heard Therese's voice. He's had a little couple uh, couple weeks off just because of bye weeks. And then the Chiefs played on Monday night. K-State played on Tuesday night. Therese Paler show every Monday following a Chiefs game. Uh, six to seven with Brandon Kylie. It's a great show. I produce it. I love it. I'm not biased. It's just so much inside information, and Therese just really breaks it down into a way um, that uh, is great to watch. Uh, from the 816, I can't pronounce that on the air, so thanks for participating in that. Appreciate it, Goatman. Um, he says he'll be watching uh, NXT TakeOver. Uh, that might, I, if I don't do anything tonight, like if I want to get up early and play golf, I might check that out. They, they really sold me on SmackDown on Friday. Um, we talked about the playoff picture becoming, um, I don't know, in my mind, more, uh, more clear what it seems like it could be. I think the Patriots lose two more games. I think Baltimore might lose one more, which would then make, um, Steelers aren't coming for the Ravens, um, which would kind of make me think that Baltimore and New England finished the year 13 and three. I think the Chiefs could finish 12 and four, 11 and five. I think Colts, Texans, 10 and 5, uh, 10 and 6, 
which would give the upper hand to the Chiefs for the third seed. We talked about that. This is kind of like the part of the year where you can actually do that. You know, three Real. quarters of the way through, you can look at the There's schedule. Five games left. It's not like during the first half of the season when you don't really know about a lot of teams. Like, right. you know what most of these teams are, if not all of them. So I, you kind of can play it out and predict pretty accurately at this point. Yeah. Like, I can predict that my car is going to be even more covered in bird crap because I just know it probably will. And that picture was taken hours ago. Yeah, I just need Chris Nassero to come in here and tell me how bad it is. Um, but the thing that's also crazy about the Chiefs, why I think they trend up even more so, because there's only five games left, three of which of those games are at Arrowhead in December. Um, conference teams, which we've already talked about, that Andy Reid is, what, 19-2 and two since Peyton Manning retired. He does very well against this division. He does very well off bye weeks. And when it comes to... The Chiefs, moving forward, I think everything trends upward for them, obviously, because they got everybody back. And I don't think injuries are good, but I think that injuries can be good if they happen early. And you can look at yourself in the car right now and be like, what the hell? And timely, too. Yes, for sure. Like, you look at the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, they beat the Chiefs. Yes, they beat them at Arrowhead. But they beat them with Marlon Mack, who is... A vital, vital piece of that offense. Yes, Jacoby Brissett has had a very good year, but he just came back from an MCL sprain in his knee. They lost on Thursday night to the Houston Texans, and there's probably two more losses in their bag. But the Chiefs lost all their talent early in the year. They lose Mahomes in the Denver game. They lose Fisher after, like, 15 plays in week two. They lost LDT a few weeks before that. They lost Tyreek Hill to start the season. And now it seems then the cliche of, well, it's the best time to have your bye week, but it is. Mahomes last week says this is the best he's felt since week one. He's got his left tackle back, a.k.a. his blind side, and Eric Fisher, who had a rucky, rucky, had a rusty start uh, back to it, but he's got a bye week. So now he gets the action, then he gets the prep. So he's had like two weeks before he played to kind of get going. And now he's got a bye week to kind of rest his body, know what's going forward, and knows what he's got to do. And if you were ever going to be tested, it would be against a defensive line like the Los Angeles Chargers with Ingram and Bosa. And they did a very good job as Mitchell Schwartz is still your right tackle. And he had a clean sheet, zero pressure, zero touches, zero hurries, nothing. Mitchell Schwartz was great on the right tackle. And Tyreek Hill, yes, he aggravated his hamstring. I don't know how severe it was, but it is apparent that he will be back for that game against the Oakland Raiders. It got flexed to 325 next Sunday that you can hear pre, pre and post game from Arrowhead Pride starting at 130 or 125 on the air and starting immediately after for post game with Jay Binkley, pregame with Kent Swanson, Pete Sweeney on both of them. But it would seem that if you were going to get hurt in the NFL, you're okay getting hurt. In the beginning of the year, as long as you can somewhat kind of hold serve. The Chiefs did that. They kind of kept their chips in the same thing. So the Chiefs started off with a big chip stack. They took some hits with some bad beats. They've kept their chip stack pretty full. Now they're starting to win a few hands again and get that confidence back and get their juju back and kind of feel better. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers who are trying to start to make a stride. Boom, injuries. One guy was bleeding out of his damn ear, and it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. It literally was like real-life Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. 
Marlon Mack breaks his hand. The Minnesota Vikings are beat up in the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles are beat up in the NFC. There's a lot of teams at this time of the year, it just gets rough. The 49ers, man, like Emmanuel Sanders, they're deep. George Kittle, a lot of guys just get hurt this time of year. D Ford's and, out this weekend. Right. And, I mean, what's new? Right. But, like, the thing about it is, it's like, when are you healthiest is the most important. Do you want to go the full season and be 13-3, and three, and then all of a sudden, the last two weeks of the season, you lose two key players and you're screwed in the playoffs? No. It's not how good you are going into February or into January. It's how compact and full roster you are going into January. It's about the timeliness of all of it, too. And I think that, you know, you're not going to get through an NFL season without significant injuries. The Chiefs were very lucky last year with injuries. This year, obviously, the complete opposite. But the timeliness of it at the time, Chiefs fans looked at it when everybody was out. And, you know, you look at that game where Byron Pringle was your leading receiver. And it kind of seemed like the sky was falling. But when you look at it now, it seems like it was almost a blessing in disguise that all of these injuries happened at the same time because it allowed the whole team to come back together and then come back right before this bye week, take the extra week off, get the rest, and then the Chiefs can be rested and healthy going down the stretch here. That's right. It's the NFL. We go around the NFL. We come back. Also, we look at some games that might be intriguing to look at as we go around the NFL in the way that Nick Price and I tend to go around the NFL. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. How's your car doing? Uh, it's not looking good. I think uh, I think like <laughs> six or 700 different birds took a crap on my car today. Oh, that is just one really pissed off bird. Oh, man. I... You told me to go check it out, I and did. by the time I was looking out the window, I saw three separate droppings in live action just uh, landing right on the hood. Well, I saw that you had tweeted. Um, I saw that you had tweeted back uh, at the picture I tweeted. You said, this picture was taken hours ago, so I figured it'd be nice to get off my ass and go look at our cars. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. It's safe to say I'm never parking in that spot again. Not until the birds are south. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, Jay Binkley, thanks for uh, uh, offering to move our cars uh, as you left today. I yeah, appreciate really that. appreciate that. Yeah, real, real was, good guy. You Bink. know, Binks just always looking out for other people. So, everybody, if you're listening right now, do us a favor. Uh, go to Twitter, at three guys in a garage, middle finger emoji, bird emoji, and then put this is for Nick and Dusty. I'm talking to you. Seven people that are listening on a Saturday to Live and Local on 610 Sports Radio. This is Out of Bounds. Go tweet at three guys in a garage, middle finger, bird emoji, and say that's for Nick and Dusty. You don't even have to tag Nick and I. Just literally go bombard Jay Binkley's Twitter handle with a middle finger and a bird. Because Binkley tried to tell us that he hates birds, and they just reeled off like 15 He's birds like, but, that he liked. But I like eagles. He's like, I like eagles and, and, and ravens and hawks and parrots. And owls. And owls. Said, what? So you like birds. Yeah. You, you just don't like swallows and like, robins don't like the birds jays. that are above the radio station right Sparrows. now raining down on our cars. Good God. Let's go around the NFL. Segment we like to do uh, around the NFL, but in a way that you probably don't like to go around the NFL because, yes, there are games to watch this weekend. Jets and Oakland, Ravens and and, uh, and Rams, Eagles and somebody, Dallas and somebody else. 
Don't care. Chiefs are on a bye. Chargers on a bye. Minnesota's on a bye. Arizona's on a bye. But according to some people, there's other things in the NFL that are worth talking about. And right now, there's a Bengals fan living on his roof until the team wins the game. Remember that guy that used to sell cars? I think his name was like Ray Adams. He'd always say like, I'm not leaving my roof until my entire lot's gone. Yeah. You're a Bengals fan? You might be on the roof for the rest of until they win a game. Yeah, you might be on the roof until next football season. That's possible because you're not going to start Andy Dalton the rest of the year. By the way, what a crap job the Bengals are. They didn't, they basically like benched Andy Dalton on his birthday. They did. They benched Andy Dalton on his birthday. And after that happened, everyone was like, oh, A.J. Green doesn't want to be traded. A.J. Green wants to stay with the Bengals. Now all of a sudden, A.J. Green's like, hey, I don't know. Another thing that happened around the NFL is that Mark Ingram last week, I don't know if you guys heard the press conference, we're about to play it for you, but he might have become one of my favorite players because of this. The MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. I'm with you. I'm with you. New Era 8 Apparel. <laughs> <laughs> New Era 8 Apparel. Mark Ingram trust. after the game. Yeah, trust. Mark Ingram became our favorite player this week or this past week in the NFL because, man, I love when a guy speaks about his quarterback that way. Like, I remember asking Damian Williams last year when he started to kind of break out for the Chiefs, and he was talking about Patrick Mahomes' jump shot. Before he could leave the press conference and before Ted Cruz could be like, last one, I said, hang on. D. Willie. I didn't call him that. I said, Daryl, how is Patrick Mahomes' jump shot? He goes, it's all right. It's a little hezzy that he's got. Hesitation. That's what the guys do these days in the league. Um, all I have to say after this is Mark Ingram is definitely my favorite player. I just didn't know that a guy like that who was a running back in this league could be that powerful and that good without a neck. Big Very trust. True. Big trust. I will say this. I thought this was a hilarious thing that happened to me because Nick Price, you know when you get paid, right? Right. You know when that direct deposit hits. We all do. I thought this was interesting. Deshaun Watson, when he got signed by the Houston Texans, was told about how his contract would work when the money would come through. Well, there was a day where the Texans had practice at 6 a.m., but their paychecks got to their direct deposit at 2 o'clock in the morning. Deshaun Watson couldn't believe that it would actually be a reality and he set his alarm for 201. Direct deposit hit, and Deshaun Watson knew at that very moment that it was real. I say this because that's an interesting story that even guys that have that much clout in college, which obviously they don't get paid, quote unquote, or at least they should. They don't right now, but that could change. But the thing that's crazy about this is the fact that even athletes have feelings. Could you imagine if you woke up one morning because how my direct deposit works is I get paid every Wednesday and we get paid from the radio station every Friday and it's a direct deposit. You don't get the paper checks anymore. I guess that's something else millennials have killed. I'm okay with that. But imagine being Deshaun Watson, a quarterback in the league that makes a ton of money and waking up in the morning and be like, oh my God, I've got 80 grand in my account. Right. I'm like, oh my God, I got $85 from the radio station. Thought it was pretty interesting last night. Uh, some video leaked, and it was Peyton Manning at a Nuggets game. Stand up, Peyton, and get it out there, baby. Oh, yeah. Rocky's going deep. 
Rocky is an ass. Rocky took the next pass Peyton Manning had thrown that made any sense and dropped it. Peyton Manning was in attendance last night in the Denver Nuggets games. He uh, still lives in Denver. I assume he's got some roles coming his way in the NFL, some way, shape, or form, whenever he wants it. But Peyton Manning last night in the attendance of the Denver Nuggets game was given a football. And then the mascot, like a cool guy, crossed the court, was like, hey, throw it to me, Peyton. And then Peyton threw the mascot the ball. I just didn't know that Sammy Watkins was the mascot for the Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry. Hit him in the hands. Ah. Sorry, man. Moving forward from Peyton Manning is Rob Gronkowski's announcement. You, Nick Price, did what with Rob Gronkowski when it came to fantasy football? Well, I fell for it, and I saw, oh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be making an announcement on Tuesday, which is also the last date that he can possibly return to the Patriots and, like, re withdraw his resignation from the NFL. So, of course, I went out there and I picked him up on my fantasy teams. Turns out he is not returning to the Patriots, but he is going to be at the Super Bowl. He's throwing a Super Bowl party on the beach in Miami. That sounds like something that I definitely would like to attend. A lot of claw bras out there, that's for sure. Oh, God. Like, I can only imagine what a party with Gronk would be like and where it's in, it's in Miami, right? No, beach, just a beach party. So it's in Miami, right? Because that's where the Super Bowl is at. It's in Miami, right? right? Are we allowed to say Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll have a meeting with our boss on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. Um, but the thing about this is that it's interesting that Rob Gronkowski knows exactly what he's doing. Because Andrew Luck quit playing football because he was tired of the injuries, and then eventually that's kind of where Rob Gronkowski's like, whole process came from. He's like, man, I'm just tired of being hurt like all the time. And then Rob Gronkowski, now we know exactly what he's doing. He is on the pregame show on Fox. He's getting promoted to have a party in Miami. Like, imagine, like, being Rob Gronkowski. Super Bowl winning tight end. Debatable if he's the best tight end in the NFL history. Didn't even play as long as a lot of people thought he would. And now, what he did during the NFL in his career, where he was frowned upon as being too much of a partier and party like the Gronk star that he was, now they're like, hey, man, don't play football anymore. We'll pay you to promote this place. Oh, okay. Not Firefly Festival. Rob Gronkowski, party like a Gronk star type of night where he's shotgunning beers, shirtless, drool down his chin, stealing your girl. I don't know what he's doing. He's lost weight. He looks great. I mean, I'm partying with Gronk. Even though I'm 32 and old and can't do it anymore, I'd still party with Gronk. I don't think I've ever seen anybody enjoy retirement as much as Rob Gronkowski is so far. That's probably fair. Um... O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, O.J. figured out how to use Twitter as something other than a video blog because yeah. he's been posting all of those. He was uh, named one of the NFL 100 top 12 running backs in the history of the NFL, and so he tweeted, you know, thank you to the NFL and the panel of NFL 100 voters. I'm very honored to be a part of this group of great running backs. Congratulations to the other 11 running backs and their families. God bless. Or, I'd buy that for a dollar. That's about how much interest I have in O.J. Simpson telling you, care. God bless, take care, bless your families. Does O.J. Simpson, is he okay to say God bless? I think we've talked about this before, and I, I'm i probably on the no side. Yeah. Probably leaning towards no, but this is a touching topic. Yeah. And that was, the, that was around the NFL. What's KU news? Uh, KU lost 41-31, but it was fun for a little bit. Did so you see what? That's all uh, we asked for. Did you see what uh, Jay Binkley said in our text group? He said he's daring you to say Iowa State's kicker's name on air. I'd have to look this one up. It's on the text. It says Iowa State's kicker's name. No LOL, no HA, nothing. It's 
Astley. Yeah. <laughs> only Jay Binkley. Numbers 96. Only Jay Binkley would sit there and find a kicker's name in football that would have some sort of, like, curse-like name to it. My dad just texted me and says, Rob Gronkowski is a Kardashian. Is that true? Is he, is he there? He's getting there. I don't think so. I disagree, Pops. Um, we've got to end this show, unfortunately. And uh, it's like we always did. We, we promoted it all day. The text line, the Protein House E with a Purpose text line. What you watching? We want to know. Movies, TVs. Are you going to a movie? Are you going to a play? What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you watching? Let us know because it's a bye week. We got nothing to watch. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Just about 10 minutes left to go. In a little bit, we'll open the show to you. As we'll ask you, what are you watching? Send it in. Hashtag what you watching. 69306. The Protein House E with a purpose text line. We'll get to that in just a little bit of a second. Shout out to Nate. I got to see you, brother. I'll be out in Lee Summit a little bit later on today. Actually, I'll be out there after this show. I got to make a slight pit stop. And then I'll be out to Lee Summit to get my car washed. So shout out, Nate. Go car wash. Nick Price, you definitely need to get your car washed today. My car is, it's just like a solid coat. That's right. A bird poop. 69306, eat with a protein house, eat with a purpose text line. What you watching? This is Out of Bounds. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price. I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today, but uh, with no further delay. You best not miss. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Well, it couldn't have been mine. You know why? Because I get mine, Larry. I bring the ruckus to the lady. Catch wing touchdown at the Super Bowl. Fly first class on a plane. When people are walking by, be like this. I'd like to remake the movie Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal where he plays a genie, and I'd like to get it right. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I'm a little stitious. Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Am I the Messiah? I don't know. I could be. I'm not ruling it out. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Protein Alcy with a purpose text line. What you watching? 69306. A lot of people out here from the 913. Watching Wilder Boxing tonight. Watching Wilder versus Ortiz rematch. Listener 22.2. NXT TakeOver from Goatman. Nick Price, what are you watching tonight? Uh, watching tonight. I'm probably going to go home and rewatch the Rick and Morty episode from last Sunday. Get ready for tomorrow night's new episode. That show is hilarious. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen one episode. It is absolutely hilarious. It's on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network at night. 
I also got a little bit of catching up to do with the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which right. I know that you hate, and it's a terrible take, but we won't get into that. That's fine. Uh, I got to catch up on the last two South Park episodes. Been a right. little busy. Um, I've already seen it, but El Camino on Netflix, the Breaking Bad movie, it's yeah. incredible. If you ever watch Breaking Bad, it's like two and a half hours more of Breaking Bad. Yeah, Talk. it's good. Um, Going to take my girls to see Frozen 2 tomorrow. I like that. I saw Nick Wright took out a tweet and said uh, he took his kids out of school Friday to go watch uh, Elsa reunite with her friend. I've never seen Frozen. I don't need to. So uh, I do have Disney Plus. So if I guess I wanted to, I could just uh, jam out to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to say. Um, I'll tell you what, Dusty. Another thing I've been watching. Mandalorian recently. looks like episode three was good. I've yet to watch that. Mandalorian, that's one I need to check out. Definitely. If you're into reality television, not Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Absolutely it's not. It's been electric. It's Absolutely been amazing. Not. It might be better than the first. Absolutely not. Just throwing um, that out there. I used to watch, the, this is a funny story, I used to watch Jersey Shore every night on Thursdays. Yeah, Jersey's. Yeah, uh, we would watch it before we hit the bars out in uh, UCM. Shout out Pine Street. Hey, Shout out gets you more pumped up to go out and have a good time and party than watching little Jersey Shore. That's right. Uh, oh, man. That's funny. No, yeah, we used to do that because it was always, uh, and then there was always that one guy. Um, there was always that one guy that always be, hey, Cabsy. Hey, Cabsy. Yeah, I'm good Paul with that. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm watching. I know it's not about me. It's about the listeners, about everybody else. Um, I'm going to be watching NXT TakeOver, I think. I think they got me on SmackDown last night. I think I'm a little interested. I, college football is just, it's still tough for me to watch college football and be as entertained into it as everybody else is. Like last week, I watched the uh, LSU Ole Miss game because LSU was a uh, 21-point favorite. Um, and I took uh, I took plus 21 by Ole Miss. It was a push uh, because that quarterback for Ole Miss just absolutely went nuts uh, running the ball for uh, Ole Miss. Another thing I'll be watching, I got to watch Mandalorian Episode 3. Baby Yoda has taken my heart away from me. One of the cutest things I've ever seen. I've never seen anything more precious in my life than uh-huh. Baby Yoda. I'm not lying to you. I have seen... Um, my little sister, born that day, precious, not Baby Yoda. I've seen, um, I've seen somebody give a gift on Christmas, precious, not Baby Yoda. I'll also need to watch Watchmen, the newest episode. I uh, need to Sunday watch night. that. I've been hearing great things. Oh, it's good, man. I saw like maybe five minutes of it when some yeah. friends were watching it. I didn't want to like dive in and ruin it for me. Oh, it's great. But it looks so cool. Oh, Watchmen's great, man. Um, Another thing I'm probably going to watch on Sunday is Oakland and the Jets. That's obvious. That's not a TV show. But another thing that I've been wrapped up in, right? I'm wrapped up in it, man. It's Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders. I'm not going to lie to you. At uh, at at my other job, Jack Stack Barbecue and Lee Summit. Shout out. Um, we had to. Uh, we we didn't have to. We were we were given the option to donate clothes um, to uh, to an organization of need. I went through my closet in my apartment. I had so many clothes all over the place. I, said, I don't need these clothes. I started packing up all these clothes and it was going to give them off. Next thing I know, um, I started giving these clothes away and I found a Peaky Blinders hat. I tweeted it out on Twitter. I look like a damn fool. You do. But you know what? I don't care what you think. I don't care what what Mike Price thinks. I don't care what Kurt Likens thinks. I don't care what my boss, Jeffrey Russelo, thinks. I'm going to rock the hell out of that hat. I'm going to go get some blades sewn. I'm not going to do that. But Peaky Blinders, I'm watching that. I'm really into that show. I really love Killian Murphy. He's fantastic in that. I might, I, you know, God, 
I've already watched Aladdin on Disney Plus. Here I am, 32 years old, and I've watched Aladdin again. Are you talking about the original or the Yeah, new not one? the live action. Okay, good, because the original one's better. From the 913, I'll be watching SEAL Team and Jack Ryan, Peaky Blinders. Can't lie, I don't have Amazon Prime, but I can tell you that I heard Jack Ryan is fantastic. Yeah, Jim Halpert. Yeah, Jim Halpert from The Office. Like, does Jack Ryan kill somebody and then look at the camera awkwardly? Just like, huh? Yeah. What just happened? Um... Another one I'll be... Uh, you know what? I'll make a deal with you, Nick. I'll start watching Rick and Morty the minute you watch Heavyweights on Disney+. Plus. Okay. I need to get Disney+. Plus, Which right now I pay for Hulu and ESPN Plus already, so I think it's like the same price. Yeah, you I just, just gotta, need to do the, the effort. You can get the bundle for right, $12.99. I just need to like, take care of that. Seems like the popular thing on what you're watching is Wilder vs. Ortiz, the rematch. Um, Mandalorian seems to be popular. Peaky Blinders is coming up again. I like it. I want to thank you all for tuning into that segment. I enjoy that. What you watching this week? And it's a Chiefs bye week, so there's a lot of stuff going on. I know Sunday's full of red zone, uh, chilling on the couch, maybe going and getting like a nice little Sunday meal. There's a place in Lee Summit I need to go check out called Jazzy Bees. They've got these uh, fried crab balls and these pulled pork sandwiches. I would be cheating on my other job, but I think everybody can understand that sometimes you got to mix it up. Maybe I got to take Pete Sweeney's advice and go get some chose. Some chose. Yeah. He said he likes the pickled jalapenos. It's a shout-out from Jack Stack Freight House. You should have Lee Summit and come, come to here where the money is. Did pretty good yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling myself yesterday. Hit it. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. Like we do every week that we are on. This is the first time we've been on the radio since October 12th. Been a long time. You want to run through what happened since we've been on the radio since? Oh, man. Fine. It's the very first thing on there. Mike Matheny hired as the Royals manager. Bang. John Sherman, the official owner of the Royals. Bang. Unanimous vote. Chiefs won 3-3. Three and three. Mahomes hurt his knee, then came back. Tyreek Hill came back. Mason Rudolph got struck with his own helmet. Colin Kaepernick worked out. The Nationals won the World Series. Astros are cheaters. NBA season started. Steph Curry got hurt. The Warriors stink. Carmelo Anthony's back. He's rocking double zero. Kawhi's been resting. College basketball started. Kentucky lost to Evansville. Uh, hockey started. Kyle Busch won the NASCAR. Disney Plus came out. Uh, Victoria's Secret fashion show canceled. Becky Hammond coached the Spurs. And I turned 25 years old, and I did not share cake with my coworkers, and I'm sorry for it. And he ate the whole thing in a week. That's, that's disgusting. Two minute, that's all you need for the two-minute warning. That Roman. sounds like that sounded exactly like when Jim Carrey gets caught by the cop in Liar, Liar, uh, another movie you probably haven't seen. I've seen it. Oh, okay. I thought you just gave me the, uh, like you've seen uh, it. Like when you see that guy you don't want to talk to in the streets, you get the head uh, nod, you're like, oh, God, I got uh, a phone man. call. Uh, you do the fake phone call, like, oh, hey, what's going on, man? Sorry. Uh, also, you look at the Chiefs, you look at their playoff picture, it looks like it's going to be two Gillette if they can get past the first round of the playoffs, then two Baltimore. You look at the Chiefs, they got lucky when it comes to injuries, if that's such a thing. They got hurt early, they didn't get hurt late. Again, when it comes to the playoffs and the narrative of what it is, it's not really how great you are going into the playoffs, it's about how healthy you are going into the playoffs. It seems like the Chiefs are all back. We'll see what happened with Tyree Kill's leg. It appears that he's going to be back, ready to go on Sunday against the Raiders at 325. Again, that's a two-minute warning. Okay. Thanks for joining us today on Out of Bounds. Nick Price, you do a great job. That two-minute warning was all you, baby. Thanks, man. That's right. Appreciate it. Been a while. Survivor Series on Sunday, baby. Hey. NXT TakeOver tonight, baby. Uh, kickoff time for K-State still not announced, so we might be back next week. Yeah, we might be back we next week. We might not. Week. We might be back next year. Who knows? I don't know. I got 30 seconds. To everybody out there, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. 
sometimes in life things don't go your way and sometimes in life it gets a little bit unfair and you just don't know what to do with it but all you can do is wake up every day and just hope that you can do things differently in good ways not bad ways everybody in kansas city have fun remember your days they're always numbered but they're always going to get better wherever it goes i'm dusty likens it's nick price shout out ron huber Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.